Welcome back to Restless. I'm Father Joseph Gill, priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut, and you've joined us with Lauren Carmelina and Javier. I'd like to welcome Carmelina to join us. Carmelina is one of the young adults here in our young adult community in Stanford. And today, I don't know about you, but it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Advent. <laughs> it's Advent. It's not Christmas yet. <laughs> but the rest of the world does think it's Christmas, don't they? Oh my yes. gosh, I mean, even before Thanksgiving, they're just playing Christmas carols in the stores. How can we keep Advent as Advent? It's, I don't know. That, does that bother you that like there's Christmas trees being lit in mid-November? No, I love Christmas. Do you really? I love it. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to go down to the city, to, to New York City, and and see uh, Winter Wonderland and uh, uh, Bryant Park. That's like my favorite. I go down to Grand Central and I walk straight to Bryant Park and I go straight to Winter Wonderland because I just can't wait to see all the Christmas decorations and stuff. Nice. Do you do the, the Rockefeller Center tree? Yes, I do. I mean, although now I don't know with COVID what the restrictions are going to be because that usually gets super packed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I saw them putting it up there. There's some pictures uh, on, on Facebook and it was a funny caption because the tree looks rather diseased. Oh, no. So they're like, well, it's perfect. It's a 2020 tree. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Yes, it was. Yeah. So am I the only one that gets annoyed by Christmas before Christmas? <laughs> you may be because I, the way that I think about it is I, I consider it as sort of part of the preparation. Like it's it's a celebration almost of the anticipation of the coming of Christ. And when you see sort of the trees start to go up, I, I think that there there has to be a detachment from that as well. Like, as Catholics, like we must understand that that it is Advent. It's not the coming of Christ yet. But at the same time, like that anticipation that comes with Advent brings a certain sense of joy and anticipation that I think we start to feel, and it becomes real when we see the trees and the lights go up, um, because it's a reminder of of what's to come. Yeah. So hmm. instead of looking at it as like a like all no one understands like what season it is it's almost like wow like even if people aren't consciously aware they also are in some sort of state of anticipation for the coming of christ whether they're aware of it or not Hmm. that's a beautiful insight and maybe i'm just being cynical (laughs) 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 which is very real possibility (laughs) because i think sometimes they're anticipating the coming of santa claus you know (laughs) that too um but. Yeah, I think when you're out in the stores, right, it's certainly all about shopping, getting gifts early, candy, the trees, the lights. I think that experience is all very commercialized, right, and just about what you can buy or get on sale and, and that. So from that point, I can understand what you're saying, Father Joseph. You know, like that's that's not what this is about, and everybody's kind of caught up in the wrong thing. But I think Carmelina is shedding light to something that can still bring some beauty, Um to it you know without people even knowing that is true i do like the lights <laughs> yeah they're, they're beautiful and i think that we as catholics and i even in the christmas season like have to live in sort of a state of detachment from the secular world where we can acknowledge it and see it but also see the good in it and i guess a good that would come out of it is people are kind of in this anticipation of wanting to be with their families and celebrating the domestic church whether or not they see it that way hmm. that's a very good point yeah. That's a very good point. 
well taken. <laughs> Can you tell us though more what is going through your mind yeah. usually in this season? Well, you know, you're looking at it from kind of like a liturgical standpoint is that Advent is supposed to be kind of a mini Lent. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's a season of really fasting and prayer in preparation for Christ. And, and during Lent, you don't start celebrating Easter. You know, I'm not breaking out my Easter bunnies in the middle of Lent, right? You know, and, and, you know, as I'm trying to, you know, as in years past, I've really been trying to d- dive deeper into kind of that meaning of Lent. And it's really tough because so many people are making Christmas cookies on December 8th. And you're like, dude, I'm fasting for the next like 20 days. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, and the temptation is way worse than Lent because Lent, everyone's fasting. But here in Advent, right. you're like the weirdo. Like, what are you doing? Why are you fasting? You know? So, but I see your point as well, Carmelina. I think that's a great point that there's there's a eager anticipation and certainly a lot more joyful to celebrate Christ's birth than the death of Jesus. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So when you guys were growing up, was it like, did Advent seem to stretch on forever because Christmas just couldn't come fast enough? Actually, for me, since since I converted to Catholicism, it's almost harder to wait just because there's a deeper appreciation for the actual season because in the secular world, you're, you're kind of to your other point, maybe I'm backtracking, but celebrating Christmas already right after Thanksgiving. But, but now with the understanding of the church and like what the holiday actually means, it, it almost can't come fast enough. So it's almost harder to wait because we're just waiting for that you know, celebration. Mm. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. I think uh, growing up, it was, I didn't want Christmas to come because that means that Christmas was going to be over. Mm-hmm. So I loved the season so much that I wanted it to start as early as possible and I wanted it to drag on and, and take as long as it could. And now it's totally different, you know. It's all about, oh, Christmas Mass, like celebrating um, the birth of our Lord. Um and uh it's 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 just completely different it's a completely different feeling um i i don't know i remember when i was a kid i just i wanted it to i wanted december to just be like three months long because that meant that christmas season was three months long you know um well growing up in venezuela do you have any unique uh, christmas or advent traditions so for advent um i don't know how to call it in in english but we would get that the wreath, I think it's what you call it, with the with the, oh, candles. the advent wreath, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the advent wreath, and then we would do prayers. Um, every Sunday, we'd sit down and do prayers together um, as a family. Um, and then we don't celebrate Christmas Day; we celebrate uh, Christmas Eve. And so, people usually have a lot of people over uh, for Christmas Eve. You'll go to mass um, until midnight or so, and then you'll come back and you'll have people over until whenever. Um, and it, but it is, even though it's a Catholic country, it's still very secular, very very secular. Yeah, well. people do go to mass. Don't get me wrong. I mean, masses are like super packed because it is a Catholic country. And but once you get home, you completely forget that Jesus is born. I mean, <laughs> it's just you're just partying pretty much. And that's the challenge I think for Advent is how do you keep focused on Jesus in a world that's so focused on presence. You know, right. during this Advent season. Any thoughts? I think you put it beautifully. I, I think it's, it's, it's another Lent. I mean, it's another Lent. It's a time of prayer. It's a time of fasting. It's a time of 
if you're praying and fasting, your eyes and your heart are set on the Lord. There, there's no other way to look at it. And my, my roommates and I were talking about that last night, that we wanted to treat this Advent season as, as, as another Lent season, which it should be. I think when you, when you said it, it makes total sense. We're just making it into that, but it should already be that. You know, it should already be like a Lent season. So what are you going to give up for Advent? What I, what I normally give up, which is everything that I'm addicted to, which is like gluten and stuff. And, and I'm, I've already started, but, um, but social media as well. Um, and, uh, and then I'm going to try to go to adoration every day. Nice. Nice. That's a good way to keep the focus on the season. Yeah. What about, what about you guys, Carmelina and Lauren? Yeah, I think, so I think this has to be a conscious decision per, that begins with the members of the church who are aware of what Advent actually means, because I think a lot of people don't see Advent as a mini Lent just because they don't know. Um, so there almost has to be a movement within the church and the people who are consciously aware to make that known and like use the community to deepen the conversion, um, to make people aware of, of what the season should be, not to like restrict them or punish them, but to make Christmas more joyful. Um, cause that's the point of it. Right. And yeah, I think, I think that is what I will have to keep in mind, just like consciously being aware that this is a mini Lent and making a plan as to what I plan to give up, which I don't know. I haven't really thought about it or prayed about it yet. But um, I think that's the most important piece is to just um, commit to it and remind myself of it. Yeah. Uh, and I could say I have not done prayer and fasting in my life for Advent before. Um, I guess more uh, secularly focused. I don't know. It's usually just such a busy time, right? Like for me, normal December, you know, maybe not this year because of COVID, but it's, you know, you're working the full day and then I coach basketball. So that's two nights a week and games on the weekend. I play ultimate another night of the week and I'm a captain. So I'm so like, oh, we got to win. Do you play even in December? <laughs> yeah, we play indoors. Oh, awesome. Wow. Yeah. And I want to win, you know, the, yeah. the championship is like right before Christmas. So oh. there's wow. a lot going on on top of, you know, I mean, getting gifts for family, thinking about you know, what, what's a good gift, right? That That is always something on my mind. Um, and then getting ready, you know, like as we get closer, um, my parents host Christmas Eve and Christmas day. That's quite a lot of work, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> to get ready for. <laughs> uh, and I help out with that. So I, uh, yeah, I've, I guess I've just been focused on all those things. Um, and I definitely, you know, I'm aware it's Advent, right? I mean, in church we have, it's told to us at mass and, there is the Advent wreath, and my church that I grew up in, St. Catherine's, has a beautiful wreath that hangs from the ceiling. It's kind of larger. It's not a smaller one. Mm. So I always thought, you know, that was so pretty, and I liked it, but I didn't know that I should be adding in more prayer time or fasting. So For me, the Advent wreath is always like the countdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got, or we got three candles left, two candles left, one candle left. <laughs> like going up on the altar, like yeah. the final count. <laughs> each candle. That's going through my head. Yes, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so, can you share with us what, um, like, do you do during Advent? Your prayer life and your fasting. You know, I decided. Uh, you know, last Lent, I really got into fasting, like, like 
seriously hardcore and it totally rocked my spiritual life. And so this Lent, I'm going to do like Wednesdays and Fridays, just bread, water, and vegetables. Okay. When you is, say Lent, that you is mean intense. Advent? Advent, I'm sorry, this Advent. Okay. The last Lent too. Yeah, Lent yeah. is kind of, just kind of started like doing hardcore. Mm-hmm. Which You said Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, just... Probably water. just Wednesdays and Fridays, just bread, water, and vegetables. Bread, water, and vegetables. Yeah. I think traditional Catholics never eat uh, meat on Fridays, right? Or they fast all day on Fridays. I think at least my traditional friends, they they don't they only eat bread and water until dinner time and then at dinner time they don't have any meat. Which is what we That's normally really do for Lent, but they just do it year round. Well you know, you look at the Orthodox and they're fasting. Yeah. Even during Advent is really pretty hardcore. No olive oil, no butter, no dairy products. I'm not gonna go that hardcore. <laughs> but <laughs> But yeah, definitely that. I mean, I just think it makes it makes Christmas so much better because then it's like, wow, okay, you know, now we feast for the right reason. And do you guys find it stressful to like buy gifts for your family during Christmas, or is it like something that you find relaxing and like enjoyable? I find it stressful because my parents ask for things, and I'd rather think of something to get them. Really, my yeah. parents are the exact opposite. Really, they're no. like, just figure out something. I'm like, no, <laughs> I need direction. Yeah. No, that stresses me out. Um, and also because, like, I I would love to, like, my parents just aren't in the same place, so I would love to, like, celebrate it with them for, like, the true meaning of, of Christmas. So, um, You mentioned that you were a convert. Is mm-hmm. it, uh, so what, what did you convert from? Oh, well, so maybe that wasn't just, the right word. I guess I was a revert. Um, okay. But I was cradle Catholic and then um, just non-denominational Protestant for about two years. And then I was in a Baptist church. And then um, about two years ago, I um, had a really big conversion back into the, the Catholic church during Lent, actually. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It was phenomenal. It's amazing. Javier had a similar experience. Mine was during Lent as well. Yeah. From the evangelical church. Well, church mine was reasons. during the pandemic, too. I yeah. mean, that 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 was so clear for me it was the catholic churches were the only ones that were open and i felt like it was a time of prayer you know just needed to run to a church and lay it all in in the father's hands and uh, at the foot of the cross and before you knew it i was like going to adoration every day and then the eucharist just called me that's that's what it was for me but Amen. Yeah, it's a similar story. Revert. I'm going to use that word. Yeah, revert. revert. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Javi, I think you bring up a good a good point too. And Father, you were just you know making me think about it. But when we talk about Lent, I think one of the classic homilies that are always given is like Lent shouldn't just stop at Lent. Right. Like we're we should be continuing that like preparation. Um, even outside of Lent. And I and I think that's an important teaching that we can take away from every Christmas season. Like it should be a continuation of like fasting and prayer in preparation for the second coming, which I think we can use this Advent to do as well. I, that's a great point because so many people think that Advent is a preparation for Jesus' birth. But really that, that's a historical event. It already happened, mm-hmm. right? It's really a right. preparation for Jesus' coming again in glory. Right. That's what we're waiting for. And the, and the readings, especially during the first couple Sundays of Advent, are all about that. Right. You know, it's like when Jesus comes again in glory. Exactly. And it reminds me of the book of Acts, right? I mean, the Acts of the Apostles, uh, you read 
every single chapter in the book of Acts talks about fasting and prayer, fasting and prayer, fasting and prayer. They gathered and they fasted and they prayed. They gathered and they fasted and they prayed. And it's like, that's how the early church did it. It wasn't just that they were doing it in one specific season of the year. That's how they were doing it all the time. That, and I think that I, I think I'm always pointed back to the book of Acts because I think that's the way that Jesus intended us to be as a church, yeah. you know, from the beginning, from the beginning, it's all over the Bible, from the beginning, from the beginning. Um, and so I, I set my eyes to the beginning of the church. How was the church doing things at the beginning while well, they were fasting and praying? And so that's why I think Carmelina's, you know, totally right. I, I think we should live our lives fasting and praying that's what we should be doing and it sets our eyes on the lord i mean it's and no one no one can tell you that when they fasted and prayed during during lent that their faith is not stronger yeah and because this kind of boggled my mind i was thinking about this recently did you know that right now in the world you know we're basically as far away from jesus's birth as abraham was from jesus's birth the opposite direction wow you know it's like wow this it's actually been 2000 years is actually kind of a long time mm-hmm. so christ is coming yeah. when is he coming i don't know it could be tomorrow i hope not i have plans on friday but <laughs> <laughs> go to confession go to, yeah go to confession exactly be ready but but that's what we're looking forward to and that's what advent prepares us for is that mm-hmm. that day when he comes not as a baby but in glory we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to talk about some of the great spiritual advent traditions that maybe our family's involved in stay tuned Hey, did you know you can take Veritas Catholic Network with you wherever you go? All you have to do is download the Veritas Catholic Network app. Then you can listen to the live broadcast 24 hours a day. You can also grab podcasts of our original shows like Let Me Be Frank and Restless and much more right at your fingertips and on your phone. Download the Veritas Catholic Network app today at the Apple App Store or on the Google Play Store or visit www.veritascatholic.com. Hey, welcome back to The Restless Show, where us crazy four young adults try to get through our modern world, modern mixed up world with faith. And, you know, we've been talking about Advent today and some of the Advent traditions that we may have grown up. So, Carmelina, tell us a little bit about, like, your family growing up and what you guys did in Advent to prepare. Um, so, we didn't do too much. My mom is Christmas obsessed. Like, she calls herself <laughs> Mrs. Claus. She bought like a six foot tall Santa Claus that's look that just stares out the window in our living room all year. That's creepy. It's, it's, it is creepy. <laughs> Not gonna lie. It's weird. And um, she'll put her Christmas tree up day after Thanksgiving religiously. And <laughs> but, but, as, no fun yeah. <laughs> but as far as like actual traditions, we, we really didn't have any. You know, we have a big family, so we'd always like bring people together. How many are you? siblings yeah i have one brother but uh my mom has six sisters so i have like 14 first cousins on on that side and there'd be about like 40 minimum for every given holiday and so it was always this like just big celebration of of gifts and um on christmas eve we would make the seven fishes which is an italian tradition but as far as advent traditions not much i just looked forward to like the little calendar with the chocolate in it there i had no idea what it meant but mm. <laughs> I just got a piece of candy every day That's and it was right. awesome and that was it. <laughs> um, and then we went to Christmas mass and, you know, it was more of just like looking forward to kind of the meal after, but yeah, um, that was, that was about it. Okay. Okay. Lauren, I never you- had a, an advent calendar. 
And I don't think I even wanted one either. I just was like, what is the point of that? I, <laughs> I, I was going to say, I'll get you one. But now, <laughs> now that you've said that, I'm not going to. Well, even like I went to Trader Joe's the other day and there was an advent calendar for dogs. And uh, I was like, wait, what? what? Yes. So I, I don't know. And I, I remember like some neighbors would have it, but I don't think they were even that religious. So it didn't actually signify to me that this was like a Catholic thing mm. from a young age. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned, was it you that had the advent wreath? No, that was Javier. Oh, Javier, you had the advent wreath. Yes, yes, yes. So we we would um, we'd get together on Sunday nights and uh, we would try. I mean, we would pray it, but it, it would take a while because my brother and I would always mess around and stuff. And uh, we'd get the lighter and try to light the thing on fire. And <laughs> it would take a long time and my parents would get mad at us. And uh, looking back, it was... I, just, I mainly remember us like, our parents arguing with us because we didn't want to pray it because it was a long it was a long it was so a long what prayer is the prayer that you're saying i cannot remember i was uh i was so young we went through like a we went through like a tiny booklet that would kind of guide us through every single day and i think now i would probably love it i'm pretty sure it was a lot of um gospel readings and uh you know trying to prepare us for advent for that specific you know period um because every, every sunday has a has a meaning right and uh so we would go through different readings and different prayers and i think we we had to pray like a decade of the of the of the rosary or something every every sunday or now javier being from a hispanic background did you celebrate the posada no we did not uh, do you guys know what the posada is? No. Mm-mm. It's a beautiful tradition where uh, in Hispanic cultures, it's kind of like a symbol of Mary and Joseph going around to different inns to try to look for home. For, basically. Yeah. So they'll go to like nine different homes in the nine days leading up to Christmas. And at these homes, they would have a little prayer service, they'd pray the rosary in Spanish, and usually have a little little feast afterwards, mini feast. And it's just a really beautiful, very cool tradition. I've been a part of it for quite some some time, actually. I was assigned it at Spanish Parish in Stanford. We may have done something like that at school, though, and I just can't remember. I was so little, and I don't know. It didn't stick with you? Didn't really stick with me. I mean, I'm more like Carmelina. I would go to Mass. I, I do remember when she said that. I do remember going to Mass on the 24th and uh, just waiting uh, for that food that was coming. I was... <laughs> So looking forward to it. Christmas food in Venezuela is just like, it's its own thing. You only make it during Christmas. So it's like, mm. you know, you only, well, you have it for the whole Christmas season, right? Um, but it's, it's special and it takes a while to make and stuff and it's amazing. And so um, you always look forward to that. I'm, I'm curious about seven fishes. Like, how do you do seven different fish dishes? You can combine it. Like you can really? do, yeah, yeah. You can do calamar and you can do like all different kinds of fish, but like one dish can have like three fishes. You can be- like barely taste it. So what are some that your family does? My family does a version of that as well. So but I imagine we do different things. Honestly, it's been a while. It's been a while. They would do a variety of stuff with like, this might sound gross, but it's so good in my book, <laughs> like sardines and anchovies. And um, we don't do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> Bacala. So it's we like a fried bacala. fish. Yeah. And it's like a process where you have to, it's so salty and it stinks so bad but you have to let it soak for several days uh, before you fry it it's caught right so good Mm -hmm. yeah it's really good um so we'll do that and yeah it's pretty good 
We have squingeely. Yep. Uh-huh. I don't know. What is squingeely? Yeah. Um, squid, like in a sauce. It's like a red sauce oh, over pasta. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. And then we'll we'll add, like, we have calamari too. That's like the one thing my aunt would usually order out uh, and everything else she makes, which is very good. But we'll add, like, you know, now, like, crab dip, you know, and like <laughs> the salmon. Wait like, it's not second. like everything is being... Baked, but yeah. we have like a first round of pasta and a red sauce and then the bacala and, and you know, comes out after that. It's like a two course meal. It's yeah. interesting. Growing up for me, not heavy, not being Italian by any stretch, Christmas Eve wasn't even a feast. Like we just ate a regular dinner. Oh, wow. We didn't celebrate it. Family never came over. Family never came over Christmas Day either. Wow. We would Do you have, have like, cousins like nearby? Yeah, I have like 26 cousins on one side. and <laughs> So like, everybody just did their own thing? They did their own thing. And then like a couple of days later, we'd get together. But it was really like low key. Wow. Interesting. It sounds so quiet. That's so not quiet. Italian nice. culture. No, it's really. <laughs> it was just <laughs> right? so loud. Yeah. Really? Crazy. Lots you of people. Like, hear yourself think. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> What's your family's like background, ethnicity? Um, mostly French, French, German okay area so kind of yeah did you have the same meal at home like on christmas day or would that vary uh it was probably either ham or i was gonna say christmas ham i guess i think i don't really remember pretzels and beer beer (laughs) no we didn't have an Oktoberfest. that would be great i'd like that but no (laughs) now do you guys ever celebrate uh the feast of saint nicholas because that's a big feast that comes up in advent I do now, but not growing up. What do you do now for it? Um, you stick your shoes outside? Well, no, no, actually, no. In your apartment? <laughs> no, but a lot of, no, I could get stolen, remember man. learning of that. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. That'd be terrible. Um, <laughs> honestly, it would probably happen where I live right now. And oh, um, <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, but yeah, no, I think just the biggest thing for me now is attending mass. But I have heard of the, like the shoe thing, but I've never done it. What is the shoe thing? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Explain it, Father. In many Ger- German cultures, in like Bavaria and Polish, they would stick their shoes outside. And so instead of receiving gifts on Christmas Day, a lot of kids would receive gifts on St. Nicholas Feast Day, which is December 6th. And because, uh, of course, St. Nicholas is the origin of the Santa Claus. You know, San, right, right, right. San Nicholas. So they would put, the shoes would be filled with candy and nuts and oranges and coins. Stuff that's already wrapped not I, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah at least well these you know like the dutch would have wooden shoes so they wouldn't yes, smell bad yes you know <laughs> that's what i was thinking about actually when you get when you were saying that i was thinking about the dutch like wooden shoes just sitting Clogs. outside and because i do because my parents lived in the netherlands for um i think three years or so and that's where my brother was born and mm. um they 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 actually they've mentioned that tradition before that they would they would stick the uh, the wooden shoes outside of their house and stuff and stuff them with stuff, but I just didn't really put two and two together. You know, a lot of our Christmas traditions actually come from that like region of the world, like um, the lighting of the Christmas tree. Actually, the first person to do that, if I remember correctly, the first person to do that was Martin Luther with candles, which sounds really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yes. He put candles on a tree, but he did it and kind of caught on, I guess. A little wow. bit, but not there's, much. <laughs> there's some other wild traditions around that time period because like St. Lucy's feast day, for example, is December 13th, I believe. And uh, it's a custom that 
the youngest girl in the house would get up early that morning and bake special bread. Uh, it's kind of a sweet bread for the family. Hmm. And then she would go and she would light a wreath, light candles on a wreath and put it on her head and then go and bring this sweet bread to the people in the house. Uh, and another thing you wouldn't want your five-year-old daughter that's to like do. Safe. <laughs> Not at safe. all. No. <laughs> but that's a custom around this, this Advent time. of. Uh, Is that where the wreath came from? Well, the wreath has a couple of symbolisms. So it's evergreen. It's kind of symbolizing the everlasting life. And it's circular. It has no beginning and no, no end. end yeah. As Christ has no beginning and no end. And a similar, there's a similarly cool story for the uh, Christmas tree. Do you know where that comes from? No. no. It comes from St. Boniface. So St. Boniface was, uh, uh, I think he was Italian. He was a missionary to Germany back in the 700s when Germany was still full of pagans. And all the pagans worshipped the god Thor from, you know, the Marvel movies and everything. Mm-hmm. And they worshipped him around this oak tree called the Oak of Thor. And so Boniface knew the first thing he had to do was cut down this tree. So they're gathering there for their annual pagan feast. And he comes up with an axe and just chops down this tree and it falls. And the people, because Thor, of course, is the god of lightning. And so the people are like, oh, no, like, God, he's going to strike us with lightning. And so they're all, like, ducking and covering and clear blue sky and nothing happens. And uh, Boniface famously turns to all of them and says... So where's your God now? And they're like, oh, snap, you're right. You're right. <laughs> not a real thing. So they converted. Yeah, mic drop, exactly. <laughs> Before mics were a thing. And, and uh, so they, he converted all of them to Christianity. But they said, you know, we're really glad to believe in Jesus now, but we still like our tree. Can you give us a tree to remind us of Jesus? And so they give him this Christmas tree, an evergreen tree, saying, this is the everlasting life that you'll experience if you stay faithful to Jesus Christ. Hmm. And that's the origin of our Christmas tree. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Do you guys have real trees or do you do like a fake tree in your... Fake tree. My mom is petrified of fires. Real all the way. No. Fake. Oh, come on. How about you? We used to do real growing up. Yeah. I don't think I will ever back down for real ever. (laughs) It's getting expensive though. It's like a hundred bucks a tree now. Yeah, well... Worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Just to fill your house with that smell. And the other for a thing month. too, like I always find I'll be like sitting, you know, at my parents and looking at the our tree. Like we have so many ornaments from so many things, like from me growing up and everything. Like our tree I think is special, but I'll look at it and think like this is so odd that this is here, you know? Like this big like alive tree. In the middle of your living room. Yeah, it's so it's kinda of funny, but it's also beautiful and obviously it smells great. Yeah. So Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode of Restless. Here's your challenge. During this Advent, live life liturgically. You know, it's not Christmas yet. We can anticipate with joy what's coming up, but also make this a time of fasting and prayer because we're trying to welcome Christ not into a stable, but into our hearts. And we do that by preparing and preparing well. Thanks so much for joining us on 1350 AM. That's Veritas Catholic Radio. And you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Have a happy Advent and see you on Christmas.